Welcome to Crime, Corruption, and Cocktails, the true crime podcast where we look at cases of corruption and negligence and examine their historical and cultural implications. Today, I'm drinking a White Claw. What do you have, Del? I am drinking a Manhattan. We are continuing to look at scammers, con artists, and fraudsters. In this week's episode, we are going to dive into the world of influencer scams. As social media gained prominence, the concept of people who make a living solely off of social media was created. Influencer can be defined as a person with any level of a following who uses social media to engage an audience and attempts to have the audience do or buy something. Most major influencers have between 500,000 and a million followers. There are also mega influencers who are typically famous for other reasons that have hundreds of millions of followers. While most influencers use their platform to promote products, share insights into their lives, and connect with other celebrities in order to expand their reach, others use their popularity to take advantage of their fans. Influencer Scams describes a situation where a social media personality creates or promotes a fraudulent product or service. The influencer is paid and shows no concern for the negative consequences that will happen to their fans. Crypto-based scams are very popular. Unfortunately, this has happened numerous times, and we are going to look at several of those cases. The first case we are going to discuss is the debit card scam done by Kayla Massa and her three accomplices. Eventually, 10 people who were associated with the scam were arrested. Kayla was an Instagram influencer who amassed a following of over 300,000 people. According to courts, Kayla would often fake money orders with messages such as, quote, if you got a bank account and you are interested in making legal money, hit me up ASAP, end quote. The complaint alleges that Massa would encourage those, quote, individuals to empty their bank accounts before providing their debit card and pen, end quote, to, quote, falsely allay any fears of losing money, end quote. Next, she would allegedly deposit large fraudulent checks using the names of real businesses into her followers' account and then withdraw the cash before the bank could flag or reverse the transaction. Massa's victims would be left with their accounts overdrawn and additional fees varying from overdraft fees to bad check fees. On February 13, 2020, Kayla and her accomplices were arrested on charges of debit card fraud, which scammed 45 individuals and businesses out of $1.5 million. The next case of followers getting scammed is the Save the Kids token. The Save the Kids token was a cryptocurrency token and pump and dump scheme, which was marketed as a charity token meant to give a percentage of the transaction fee to a finance-operated charity. This token was created by a man named Lucas, and he claimed that the venture was for charitable purposes. He worked with Manny and H, and the Save the Kids token was launched on June 5th, 2021. Save the Kids was widely promoted by commentators Ricegum, Academy founder Joel Morris, and model Summer Rae, as well as FaZe Clan members Kay, Jarvis, Neeklan, and Tika. Many of the influencers appeared in videos promoting the token and made tweets encouraging their fan base to promote the token. Their target audience was their fans, which mostly consisted of teenagers. 
On June 5th, 2021, the token was launched and traded on the Pancake Swap Exchange under the symbol dollar sign kids, starting around two cents. Immediately, though, the price of tokens collapsed to less than a cent and further declined to price the token around 0.00138 cents at the start of July 2021. According to YouTuber CoffeeZilla, the crash of Save the Kids was caused by Jarvis selling two-thirds of his coins, Nikan selling one-third of his holdings, and Kay selling nearly half of his entire collection of tokens predicted to have been valued around $80,000 by CoffeeZilla. YouTuber Steven Findison, known online as CoffeeZilla, conducted an investigation into the entirety of the Save the Kids token scandal. Ultimately, Findison found that Manny was only a middleman behind the scandal and that the most influencers who promoted the currency were connected to it through their managers. The primary architects of the scheme were Fraser Kay, who had used several cryptocurrency wallets to potentially hide his tracks, Jordan Galen, a manager and promotion finder for Kay, and various other members of the FaZe clan and YouTube personality Sam Pepper. Findison eventually uncovered that Lucas had changed the anti-whale mechanism on orders from Pepper and that Kay was one of the main architects of the Save the Kids token. It was also suggested in Findison's video that Kay and Pepper broke ties during the launch of Save the Kids, a possible motive for Pepper to order that Lucas change the anti-whale mechanism, a claim Kay continues to make. However, Kay additionally stated to Findison that he knew nothing about cryptocurrency, which Findison debunked by stating Frazier had multiple cryptocurrency wallets, with one having hundreds of different cryptocurrencies. CoffeeZilla was involved in exposing another influencer scandal, this time involving Logan Paul. In September 2021, Paul released an NFT-based game called CryptoZoo. CryptoZoo was described by Logan as a game where zoo owners trade, collect, and breed exotic hybrid animals as NFTs or non-fungible tokens. The game was mocked for featuring stock images and it was not well-received. CoffeeZilla released a three-part expose on CryptoZoo and Paul's involvement. CoffeeZilla showed that the game was not functional despite millions of dollars in funding. He also provided proof that the game launched several months before the official announcement. During this time, Paul and several members of the team allegedly purchased large amounts in order to inflate the value. Paul initially disputed the claims made by CoffeeZilla but later apologized. We recommend watching CoffeeZilla's videos for a more detailed account of the two scams, including calls with some of the people involved in the evidence from the blockchain. The last influencer scam we're going to look at is that of the MILF token. Streamer Aiden Ross was reportedly paid $200,000 to promote MILF token and talked about the token to more than 75,000 Twitch viewers, according to Dextrado. According to BTC Pro, Ross promoted a giveaway offering MILF tokens valued at $10,000 to one lucky MILF holder and that the giveaway was later canceled when the controversy started. Aiden later admitted on his stream that his fans shouldn't have brought the token. He said, quote, chat, by the way, that MILF token shit I did a while back, I already told you guys, don't buy that shit, end quote. He laughed and said, quote, I got paid a bag to do that shit. End quote. He finished by stating, quote, I don't give a fuck. Hope none of you guys actually brought it. End quote. 
Jenny, what are your thoughts on influencers and the scams that they are involved in? Did any of these cases stand out to you over the others? I wasn't familiar with any of these cases. And I feel like the last one, this MILF token is really standing out to me just because of this person's attitude and like telling people to buy it and then being like, oh no, it's actually fake. Uh, Don't do that. That I think is really rotted. And I mean, like the definition of a scam really, but this is the kind of stuff that gives influencers a bad name. And I do kind of like roll my eyes at the idea of an influencer, but I mean, the times are changing and if people can make money that way, like more power to them. In a lot of cases, it's not as easy as I think the public thinks, but it is weird to hear kids like say they aspire to be like a YouTube influencer or something. I don't know. I kind of don't like that. And it's like no surprise to me that they do get caught up in scams, but it really does bother me. Because so many, and we talked about this at least once um, with the first case, so many of these influencers, their viewers are teenagers and young people. And it upsets me to see them get taken advantage of, especially within the Save the Kids token case, because people thought they were doing something good. And then it was just a scam for these assholes to make money. I That really bothers me. I do wonder in some cases not within these that we talked about, but in some cases, if the influencers are getting scammed themselves, because a lot of influencers are young, and they might not have the right people behind them. So I think they're probably also susceptible to getting taken advantage of by opportunistic people, maybe companies that are really not great in whatever regard. But these scams are just so ridiculous and it's upsetting to see, like I said, mainly teenagers, young people, young adults, whoever waste their time and money on this kind of stuff. What do you think? I absolutely agree with you. I think the concept of an influencer is something that's likely been more formalized over like the social media era. I think that traditionally celebrities like actors, musicians were a form of influencer. And people had a more clear understanding that when they are endorsing a product, they're their spokesperson for a product, they're getting paid for it. And people are like, okay, I'm going to take that into consideration. However, the social media influence, I think there's a disconnect because people don't see them as traditional celebrities. So a lot of times when they are promoting products, people have an assumption that it's more authentic, that especially since a lot of times they'll say, well, I use this product or I have some investment in this when in actuality they've been paid. Whatever they have been given was for free. So it's not that they have any of their actual money invested in it. I think another part is that these people are likely already well off. They already have money. And so the negative effects of these scams really don't affect them that much. When you think of people losing their entire life savings in some of these crypto scams, especially, I do think that some influencers 
are getting scammed and there might be a lack of knowledge around that. But I really put that on them. I think that if you are promoting a product, you should have a base level awareness of what it is, how it's functioning, because you do have a obligation when you are selling things to other people, that is not something that's going to hurt them. I think we see the same things that come up with like diet products that get promoted by celebrities. They get called out because it's like, well, this is not actually working. This is harming people. You shouldn't be promoting this. And I think it's the same thing with these influencers and the various scams that they get involved in. A lot of them are young. And honestly, I think that especially crypto, and we're going to talk about crypto in more detail next, has been a strong catalyst for the intelligence level of scammers to go down because you don't have to be a very sophisticated person to set up a crypto scam and all you need is a high level of followers and you can do pump and dump schemes all day and again just make tons of money i think it's sad hopefully with the exposés that are coming out, especially from CoffeeZilla and other YouTubers, people are more aware of the scams, but there's nothing like your favorite person telling you to go buy something. I don't know if that can really be counteracted. When it comes to the cases that stood out, I think that CryptoZoo stood out to me. Honestly, one, the three-part series that Coffee did on it was amazing and just again it goes back to logan paul has enough money where he does not have to work another day in his life and he would be completely set but that wasn't enough for him and he allegedly decided that he wanted to make millions of other dollars and it all came crumbling down because his partner that he was in this with backstabbed him and Coffee Dilla has all like the text messages where he's like, I was supposed to make 120 million, but I only made 50 million from this. Like, it is a hot ass mess. And honestly, all these people deserve the negative consequences that come from scamming their fans. Absolutely. And the Paul brothers in particular are so in my mind, just aligned with bad behavior and privilege and I don't want to blame the victim, but I feel like they've proven themselves to not be trustworthy. So if you are going to buy their products, to me, that is a little on the consumer. I agree with you. It's like kind of a big buyer beware sticker that's up on anything associated with the Paul brothers for me, where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to need more information on this because there is no way I trust them with money or any type of financial advice. No way. Many of the recent influencer scams have involved cryptocurrencies and exchanges. Before we go into the specific types of scams, we are going to discuss what cryptocurrencies are, why they're used, and the downfall of their use. A cryptocurrency or crypto is a digital currency designed to work as a medium of exchange through a computer network that is not reliant on a central authority such as a government or bank to uphold or maintain it. Individual coin ownership records are stored in a digital ledger, which is a computerized database using strong cryptography to secure transaction records. 
control the creation of additional coins and verify the transfer of coin ownership. When implemented with decentralized control, each cryptocurrency works through distribute ledger technology, typically a blockchain that serves as a public financial transaction database. The first decentralized cryptocurrency was Bitcoin, which was released as open source software in 2009. As of March 2021, there are more than 9,000 other cryptocurrencies in the marketplace, of which more than 70 had a market capitalization exceeding $1 billion. Cryptocurrency has undergone several periods of growth and retraction, including several bubbles and market crashes, such as in 2011, 2013 to 2014, 15, 2017 to 2018, and 2021 to 2023. The legality and its recognition as legal tender varies by country. In June of 2021, El Salvador became the first country to accept Bitcoin as legal tender. In August of 2021, Cuba followed with Resolution 215 to recognize and regulate cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. In September 2001, the government of China, the single largest market for cryptocurrency, declared all cryptocurrency transactions illegal. This completed a crackdown on cryptocurrencies that had previously banned the operation of intermediaries and miners within China. Next, we'll take a look at it within the United States. In 2021, 17 states passed laws and resolutions concerning cryptocurrency regulation. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, is considering what steps to take to regulate the industry. On March 23, 2023, the SEC issued an alert to investors stating that firms offering crypto asset securities may not be complying with U.S. laws. The SEC stated that unregistered offerings of crypto asset securities may not include important information. The United States Department of the Treasury on May 20, 2021, announced that it would require any transfer worth $10,000 or more to be reported to the Internal Revenue Service, since cryptocurrency already posed a problem where illegal activity like tax evasion was facilitated broadly. And in the UK, as of January 10th, 2021, all cryptocurrency firms such as exchanges, advisors, and professionals that have either a presence, market product, or provide services within the United Kingdom market must register with the Financial Conduct Authority. Additionally, on June 27, 2021, the financial watchdog demanded that Bitnance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, cease all regulated activities in the UK. In March 2021, South Korea implemented new legislation to strengthen their oversight of digital assets. This legislation requires all digital asset managers, providers, and exchanges to be registered with the Korea Financial Intelligence Unit in order to operate in South Korea. On April 30th, 2021, the Central Bank of the Republic of Turkey banned the use of cryptocurrencies and crypto assets for making purchases on the grounds that the use of cryptocurrencies for such payments poses significant transaction risks. In Russia, though owning cryptocurrency is legal, its residents are only allowed to purchase goods from other residents using the Russian ruble, while non-residents are allowed to use foreign currency. Cryptocurrencies are used for a variety of reasons, including both legal and illegal reasons. 
The legal reasons include that cryptocurrencies promise to make it easier to transfer funds directly between two parties without needing a trusted third party like a bank or a credit card company. Cryptocurrency investments can also generate profits. The illegal reasons include, according to blockchain data company Chainalysis, criminals laundered over $8 billion worth of cryptocurrencies in 2021, up by 30% from the previous year. Properties of cryptocurrencies lead to their use in controversial settings in the form of online black markets such as Silk Road and other dark websites that deal in illegal activities such as illicit drugs, guns, and sex trafficking, among others. Various studies have found that crypto trading is rife with wash trading. Wash trading is a process illegal in some jurisdictions involving buyers and sellers being the same person or group and may be used to manipulate the price of a cryptocurrency or inflate volume artificially. In 2022, cryptocurrencies attracted attention when Western nations imposed severe economic sanctions on Russia in the aftermath of its invasion of Ukraine in February. However, American sources warned in March that some crypto transactions could potentially be used to evade economic sanctions against Russia and Belarus. The cryptocurrency web has many downsides in addition to its association with illegal activities. Many banks do not offer virtual currency services themselves and can refuse to do business with virtual currency companies. Mining for proof-of-work cryptocurrencies requires enormous amounts of electricity and consequently comes with a large carbon footprint due to causing greenhouse gas emissions. Proof-of-work blockchains such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Monero were estimated to have added between 3 million and 15 million tons of carbon dioxide to the atmosphere in the period from January 1st, 2016 to June 30th, 2017. Cryptocurrency transactions are normally irreversible after a number of blocks confirm the transaction. Additionally, cryptocurrency private keys can be permanently lost from local storage due to malware, data loss, or the destruction of the physical media. This precludes the cryptocurrency from being spent, resulting in its effective removal from the markets. Due to the lack of coherent regulations, there are few protections against deceptive or unethical management practices. Market manipulation remains a substantial problem in cryptocurrency with influential people, organizations, and exchanges acting unethically. Before we get into the different type of crypto scams that are often used by influencers, Jenny, what are your thoughts on cryptocurrencies? I'll be honest, I don't fully understand cryptocurrency. I guess the idea of it not having to like rely on a bank or a government is interesting and I see where people would be interested in that, but I feel like it does more harm than good. It's very risky, which I think a lot of people understand, but at the same time, I think people see stuff like as also sort of like a get rich quick scheme. And it makes me sad seeing people invest so much and then lose so much of their savings. I mean, we talked about how many like collapses and market crashes, like it's almost like every other year, something bad is happening within this like cryptocurrency world. And I feel like it's probably going to get worse as it gets more popular. 
I would be interested to see, because we talked so much about this illegal activity, I don't know if, like, for the U.S. government, for example, would ever be able to get, I feel like it's so far behind, it's going to be hard to get to where, like, crypto companies, I guess, are now to, like, fully... I don't know, know how to process and like regulate some of it where they can. I don't know. I don't really have like positive views on the crypto world. What do you think? I don't either. I find cryptocurrency to be one of those things that it's just a fraudster's dream, if you think about it. And while, yes, there are some very limited positives of it, I think that those positives are typically overblown to try to hide the negative aspects of cryptocurrency and everything involved with it. I think that when it comes to cryptocurrency, the fact that hackers can essentially take your money and there's no real way to track it because it's anonymous in a lot of cases Like you said, the government is definitely behind the technology, so the laws haven't caught up with these types of schemes. Just leaves you in a predicament where there's nothing that you can really do to protect yourself. I definitely understand the negative thoughts that people have towards banks and, you know, how they operate. But if a bank were to go into your account and take $20,000 out, best believe there are remedies for that situation. If the same thing happened with $20,000 worth of cryptocurrency, there's nothing that you can do. And we're getting ready to go into the different scams. But of course, when you have something that's filled with use for illegal reasons, you're going to have people that use that as a way to harm other people. And I think that while cryptocurrency has been around for, what, 14, 15 years at this point, it's still something that doesn't have widespread use, widespread like knowledge about it, which makes it the perfect vehicle for people to do harm. And I mean, I would personally never buy crypto. I would never get into NFTs, which are kind of a offshoot of crypto. It's something that you buy with cryptocurrency. I will say it's interesting that one of the additional downsides when I was researching this was the market manipulation that can happen with influencers, because that is something that we see a lot. And sometimes it's a positive thing where you look like Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, well, Princess of uh, Wales now, where, you know, if she sets a trend and everyone goes out and buys it, it's great. It's done great for the business, right? But if Logan Paul, allegedly, for example, goes out and tells people to buy this cryptocurrency, they all buy it and then a bunch of people sell it. Well, those people are now out of thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars. And that's never a good thing. Hopefully more regulation comes. I 
definitely think this is an area where it should be looked at as any other investment and have the strict regulations associated with it, like any other thing you would put on Wall Street. There are many types of scams associated with cryptocurrencies. Many are older types of scams that have been adapted into the crypto space. And the first one is one that most influencers use when they're doing crypto scams, and that is the pump and dump scam. Pump and dump is an investment scam where scammers buy an inexpensive coin by market cap, they advertise or pump it, and then sell or dump it once the price has risen. The inflation, that's what, this is not a body part. The inflation of the price doesn't reflect the coin's underlying value, which means that the price plummets once the dumping is done. The scam, again, takes place when a group of people get together to entice others into investing into a particular coin, usually by posting it on social media to build up hype. Scammers work together to drive up the price of the asset until they all simultaneously cash out and leave all the new excited investors holding the bag. Pump and dumps are illegal in the stock market, but since most cryptocurrencies aren't considered securities, cryptocurrency markets frequently operate in legal limbo. Even though the pump and dump crypto scams are morally and legally dubious, they might not violate any laws that are currently in force. Regulated crypto exchanges treat such scams as illegal. So how do you spot a pump and dump scam? While the rapid and parabolic spike in the price of a cryptocurrency is a sign of a pump and dump scheme. This is especially relevant if the crypto was previously disregarded, unrecognized, or forgotten. In addition, anytime you hear a well-known person discuss a cryptocurrency, consider their possible motivations. Many influencers and celebrities have little knowledge about cryptocurrencies. However, if they are paid to do so, they will promote them, even if they are scams. Next, we'll take a look at romance scams. In this type of scam, someone pretends to become your love interest online, usually by weaving an intricate web of lies about themselves. These scammers spend months getting you to build up romantic feelings for them, at which point they ask for crypto payments or lure you into investing crypto with them so you can spend your lives together. At the end, though, the romantic encounter was always fake and the person on the other end of the line wasn't who they said they were. More money is lost each year to romance scams than to similar internet scams such as technical support scams. This is the financial version of the lover boy method, which we talked about on our episode about the Tinder swindler. And last, we'll take a look at phishing scams. A phishing scam takes place when someone pretends to be someone else, usually a company, in order to get you to willingly share private information. Phishing attacks have become increasingly sophisticated and often transparently mirror the site being targeted, allowing the attacker to observe everything while the victim is navigating the site and transverse any additional security boundaries with the victim. Many crypto phishing scams aim to get you to share your private crypto wallet keys, usually by sending an official looking email that asks you to log into your account. Jenny, what are your thoughts on these scams and the influencers who use them for financial gain? Again, this is the stuff that gives 
influencers, rightfully so, a bad reputation. And what makes people not trust influencers? You had mentioned authenticity at the beginning briefly, but I think that is what a lot of this comes to comes down to. And I know authenticity is really big for like a younger generation with celebrities and these influencers. But I don't know, to me, some of them are just like so obviously inauthentic. But I mean, I also have the advantage of like growing up online. So I can see things probably maybe more easily than other people. I don't know. It's interesting to see kind of like who can fake it till they make it because I guess that is really a point of part of like a sales part of your sales as an influencer. I thought that was really surprising to hear that the romance scams, more money is lost to them each year than other scams. And I don't know if you or anyone listening watches 90 Day Fiance on TLC, but stuff like this just makes me think of 90 Day Fiance and I haven't seen any crypto scams on there. I haven't watched the show in quite a while, but just the what like low self-esteem and loneliness will do to people. And I don't know if people often think of like these types of scams when it comes to that, but it's just really, it makes me sad seeing people believe they're in some type of relationship and then to have like the rug pulled out from under them. And on top of finding out that the person you thought you were with isn't who they are. Hey, they also took your money. It makes me sad. What do you think? I definitely agree with you. I think that the more that you affect people's emotions, the worse the scam feels, even if the monetary loss is not as great. Even though with romance scam, there's definitely a high monetary loss associated with it. I think that a lot of times people whether it's their romantic feelings or just wanting to be in a better financial situation than they are now, they get caught up in things. And they look to these influencers who they see with money, they see living the lifestyle that they want to live. And so even if it is a scam, even if there's red flags going off, they're like, they wouldn't do that. They already have money. They have no reason to scam. But it turns out that in a lot of these cases, like I said before, you can never have enough money. And unfortunately, it's the fans that end up with their heart broken or their bank accounts empty or unfortunately, both things. Hopefully, the social media platforms take a bit more responsibility when it comes to overseeing the different scams that are taking place on their platforms and they're able to take some measures to make sure that they are not happening with such frequency but only time would tell with that that wraps up this week's case thank you for listening let us know in the comments what you think about influencer scams and cryptocurrency you can read more about this case and how to support us in the links below We will be back next week with a brand new episode focused on the Maria Duval scam. As always, stay safe.